again ladies and gentlemen and all of you kids that are out there too rediscovering your passion and purpose with patty and as you were finding out i am patty stoolen the chief pathfinder of pathways with patty and it is another day to once again be so excited and happy for today's guest who happens to be Roz selly and uh, one of the things that I love to refer to as Roz and kind of my little nickname that I have for her is Grasshopper. Uh, Roz and I, we both met as teaching peers at Granite Hills High School and uh, immediately a bond and friendship was formed between the two of us. And uh, as you are learning from all of my other uh, previous podcasts, my goal is to bring people to share their stories and how they have ever overcome their difficulties to rediscover their passion and purpose. Roz also is another incredible individual who has overcome diversity and other challenges along her life's journey. I'm very happy that she is sharing her story with all of you today. Roz, it is wonderful having you here today. How are you doing? I'm good. What about you, Patty? Oh, you know, it is another fabulous day to be alive. That's how I look at it. And I continue to live my best dash. And I know you are doing that same thing. So uh, as I said, I'm excited for you to be here. And for those of you that are out there listening, uh, as I mentioned in my introduction, I refer to you, Roz, as Grasshopper. And to let our audience know the meaning behind that is if you are of a certain age, you know that there was a show out there that was called Kung Fu, and it starred David Carradine, and he would he was he was the Kung Fu me, uh, mentor, and he would call his his students grasshoppers as he he was teaching them you know take the pebble from my hand and and the other lessons that he would be teaching them about life. And since there's a little bit of an age gap between Roz and I, there were many times when I was in the Kung Fu mentor role and Roz was the grasshopper mentee. In some respects, that still continues to happen, huh? Even though I'm retired, yes. Yes. when we get together, uh, it's sharing my wisdom with her and even the many things that I continue to learn from you as well. So Roz, with that, uh, as I've said before, I am really thrilled that you are here today to share your story. So why don't we go ahead and, and, and tell the audience about your struggle in rediscovering your passion and purpose? My struggle? Well, um, how far do I want to go back? That's what I've been thinking about. <laughs> well, I guess ever since I was a kid, um, from what I can remember, um, you know, my, my parents were Filipino, both immigrants, um, and I grew up mostly in in a white and Latino and African-American community. And I was the only, <laughs> me and, and another student were of Asian descent, she was Korean. So I, I remember starting school and everybody, you know, some kids would come up to me and be like, why is your face flat? Why is your nose flat? Why, you know, why, why do you speak with an accent? Cause yes, I spoke English, but it was, that it was a Filipino accented English. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I remember, I remember going, you know what, I need to acclimate, I need to acclimate, I, I, I need to like not have this accent, and I need to make myself not look like me. So mm -hmm. I, so yeah, so 
kind of erased myself a bit, I guess. Wow. Um, yeah. And even at uh, that early age, you understood that you needed to do that. You felt that. Yes, I did. And wow. so I remembered always, I would hear the kids with the American accent and I was like, I'm going to speak with the American accent. And I, I, I remember hearing that difference, um, doing that. And, um, and then when kids made fun of me, I, you know, I would clap back. That's where I got the feisty side and all of that. But um, but I remember playing with my Barbies, always like trying to get my hair to look like them, asking my mom, mom, can I, can I dye it? Of course, she wouldn't let me. But I remember all the girls had perms at the time. This was third grade. And so I convinced her to let me have a perm. So so that I felt a little bit more like I was fitting my fitting in. You're well, going to be more accepted. Be more accepted. Yes. So and, well, anyways, what I noticed, too, was as I was trying to find my place um I learned how to acclimate with different cultures you know with with different people in in different diverse groups um you know like I had a lot had a lot of Latino friends so I learned a lot from them I had a lot of you know white friends as well learned a lot from them black friends all these different things so it kind of I guess what I picked up from them kind of helped me be, become who I am today because mm -hmm. um to this day, I hear people like, like I have some black friends and they're always like, yeah, you act black. Well, I'm not really acting black. I've just picked up some, <laughs> some mannerisms and, 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 you know, some things from that beautiful culture, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but then I also speak Spanish and I taught Spanish for nine years. And then I got that from all my Latino friends and learning from their culture, wanting to, to learn their language. Um, and then, of course, my, you know, my, my white friends, you know, just, just all these different things. And um, so I guess what, I guess my, my point is, is that there's also the Filipino side, which I've always pushed down to, to acclimate. Mm. And, um, I remember my parents would always say, we came here to America so you can have a better, better life. You need to become a nurse. <laughs> and oh. everyone, everyone knows that as, you know, being Filipino, you do have a lot of you know, nurse, they mm -hmm. always encourage their, their, their children to be, be part of medical field. And um, I'm fast forwarding a bit here, but I remember getting out of high school, having a good grade. And I'm like, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to be a nurse. Um, I was a 3.8 GPA student in high school. So pretty good, right? You know, pretty good. Yes. Um, and anyways, I remember one of my teachers, because education then always push for four-year colleges they, they they talk down about the two-year system and and wanting to work and staying in the high desert um, I remember one of my teachers said if you you need to get out of the high desert all of you guys and, and, and if you can't at least go to Cal State San Bernardino and again my need for wanting to fit in you know said mm -hmm. okay you know what I I'm gonna go to Cal State San Bernardino and and I got in and and did all that but now I experienced all this freedom with time I wasn't con so I did not do very well. <laughs> that year. I ditched a lot, you know, did that type of thing. Well, one of my one of my my best friend at the time ended up, she and her husband ended up moving to Vegas. And I was like heartbroken. And I was like, I don't want you to leave me. And at this time I was living, I was working at Hometown Buffet. And I remember so many times at Hometown Buffet working with, you know, I was one of the people that cleaned, it was called a dining room attendant then, and where they would clean um pick up people's plates, work for tips type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I just remember working with the mass public and going, oh man, this, this is tiring. If nursing is anything like this and they're sick, I don't want to do it. 
and and <laughs> and so and so that's when my wheels started turning like going do I really want to be a nurse I know it's a secure job and all of that well I remember when I went before I well anyways I moved ended up moving to Vegas with my best friend and her husband being their roommate but before that when I was at Cal State San Bernardino I remember having an amazing Spanish teacher she was feisty. She was Russian, <laughs> you oh, know, wow. yeah, she was Russian, but her Spanish was beautiful. And I loved how she taught. Well, so it didn't dawn on me that that's what I wanted to do. Cause I was like, I don't want to be a teacher and have kids bag on me. I remember a few years ago, you know, <laughs> the kids were mean <laughs> to their teachers, you know? Yes. And so I ended up moving to Vegas. I worked at hometown buffet. And when I was there at one point, they wanted to promote me to management, like work me up through their mm -hmm. internal promote program. But then I remember just there, there were, there were some moments God put in there that was like, this is, this is not your route. And mm -hmm. so my best friend at the time, we, she and I were talking and, 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 she, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to be a nurse, you know, it's just so much work and, and, and all of this, I don't know. And I'm working at hometown. I don't know. And she's like, well, what would you do if, if you could, if you could do anything like realistically? And I'm all, maybe Spanish teacher but I'm like no that's crazy because look at me <laughs> I don't fit the role of a Spanish teacher like you know I'm I'm mm -hmm. Filipino she goes she goes who cares you know because you know up until that time you know most Spanish teachers were either Latino or white that I at least that I saw either Latino or right. white you know I don't want them rolling up into my class going who's that you know um and that, and that, real quick during this time were you still even though you were a young adult, were you still trying to play down the Filipino part and, and blend in? Was that still a oh. theme that was carried through? Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I remember, um, you know, when the blonde chunks were in. Oh, yes. I, I, I did that. Um, I, I, I tried. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I really did try to play down the Filipino. Um, I, I, yeah, it, it, to which now I, I I regret because I don't know how to cook those dishes. I don't know how to cook authentic dishes. I don't speak the language. I I, I would have mm -hmm. been trilingual, but yes, I I did I did play that play that down. And I I remember looking back at pictures when from that era, and I'm going, that who was that? Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> <Who> <laughs> what you was I thinking? <laughs> yes, what was I thinking? And 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 and, and I just did not. I, I I just looking back, I'm all like. I did not look like my authentic self. I mean, yes, everybody plucked their eyebrows super thin, but I was like, I'm going to make them thinner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, and um, mm -hmm. just, I looked uncomfortable. That, that's what I noticed. And then when I looked, and I remember there was a time when, when I looked at those pictures and then I looked at pictures of me as a child and I'm like, why did you change your hair color and pluck your eyebrows? You were, you were just fine just the way you are. You would have grown up just fine. Uh -huh. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, so, so I mean, so the other thing too is you're so you're you know, there's expectations, family expectations to be a nurse, but you know, you don't want to be that, and you're not, and you don't want to be Filipino, and you're trying to blend in. So, you've got a lot of internal struggles that are happening during your early adulthood, correct? Yes, I was really trying to find myself, and 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 here's the thing um, there was no one really there to tell me it's, who, who are you really? Who do you want to be? It's okay that you have these struggles. It's okay that that you are questioning who you are. Because, you know, my parents' generation was all, well, you either work and you make money. And you know what? You keep working until you get there. And 
And if you're tired, you know, shut up, get it done. Like, like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I remember having anxiety. I remember having these things. And I, I always remembered, I always needed validation to know that what I was thinking was normal. And mm -hmm. I, I would always seek that out from, I, I remember there were adult, you know, adults I work with at Hometown Buffet. I was talking to them, getting their wisdom. And even when I met you, Patty, um, at that time, that's why I'm so I'm so thankful because now I'm I'm in the role that you guys that you ladies were in when you know yeah and, and I'm passionate about that because I remember seeking out like you know to you C's Connie you know everyone Tony Robinette you know all of all of them going is this what I'm what I'm doing right I just needed that validation that mm -hmm. this is normal but I did not have that in my um in those years before I became a teacher and I was just like. Who, who am I? My I, I have my best friend here who's who's now married. I'm single. Something wrong with me. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I can't find a boyfriend. And here she is, she has a family. Mind you, we were 19. Looking back, I was like, well, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> but yeah. but it's a big deal then. Yes, yes, yes. And and I wish somebody would have said it's okay. She she's doing her, you're doing you. So what does that look like for you? Like, like, how can you make the most out of your life right now as you're discovering who you are? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like, no one made it okay. No, no one validated. And that was so important to me. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you're now at a point where you realize I don't want to be a nurse. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to be a, a, a Spanish teacher. Where do you go from there? Well, um, when I was living in Vegas, which I did not like, I just, just, just the vibe there was not my vibe, I guess. And um, I am because you're up, trying to live somebody else's life, not your life. Ex exactly. And then I and then I remember visiting my friend who she was going to Cal State San Marcos, and it was during the summer of 2000. I'll, I'll remember that. She goes, "Come on out, Roz. Come visit me for a few days. Let's you know it's finals week here. You know, so by the time you come, we can go celebrate, do all that whole thing." I. I, I flew down there, spent like maybe three or four days with her. You know, we we did the college. Yeah, I went out with, with her and her friends to the gas lamp. You know, that whole like young life thing. But mm -hmm. they were all in college. They were all in college. She, you know, we were by the beach. She took me around. And I remember just feeling, I want to be here. I, I, I found mm -hmm. my people. Like, uh -huh. like you know, I, I found my people. And I remember telling my my best friend and her husband at the time, hey, guys, I'm in in, in June. Um, or in December of that of 2000, I told them I'm I'm leaving. They did not take that very well. They were like, "Well, mm -hmm. why? Because you just want to party all the time." And and even then, even though I felt here, they were yucking your wow. Yes, they were, and it wasn't because I wanted to party. I like that. There, these were people. They were educated, but they knew how to have fun. They knew how to let loose. There was a balance, but then yet that vibe there was more about. The vibe I felt when I went down there was like, okay, there was, there was a lot more diversity to me, to me, you know, mm -hmm. wanted to, to grow and be educated, um, you know, and, and, and I remember going, no, I, I feel right. I, I need to go. And, and it was one of the best decisions I made because from there I decided, you know what, I, yeah, I, I do want to be a Spanish teacher. So, you know, went to community college, then went into the credential program at Cal State San Marcos. And then started, and then that was when you met me, my second year mm -hmm. teaching at, at Granite Hills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So along that that path's journey, I know that there there was a Mr. Wright at that time that came along. 
and with you mentioning just a few moments ago that you're thinking, you know, you're, even though you're 19 years old, you know, uh, I, I don't have that potential husband, what's wrong with me, that whole thing. Where do you go from thinking what's wrong to me that you finally find who you believe is Mr. Wright? Well, there were a couple of Mr. Wrights. There was there 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 was there was college Mr. Wright. Um, his name was Jason. I'm not going to say his last name, but his name is Jason. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he. I thought he 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 liked me. I liked him. Um, but we ended up breaking up after, during my credential program. That was a big blow. Um, and what I realized there, when I again going back to not being validated no no one ever really taught me about feelings and how you should feel I mean I was looking I was always looking for how should I feel versus owning your feelings which mm -hmm. I can see now. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm prefacing this because I know where I'm well you know where, <laughs> where I'm going yes. Yes. and um and I did not grieve that relationship very well I didn't even know you had to grieve you can grieve a breakup you know if sure. I, thought, I thought you just had to okay you broke up Try, but don't let it get. I remember people tell me, "Don't let it get you down. Just you, just keep going." I did keep going, but I was in so much pain. I, I, I did, you know, do some. I, I did cope in unhealthy ways. Like there was one point where I was partying too much, you know, drinking mm. too much, mm -hmm. and that made me go, "Hey, okay, you need, you need to, you need to slow down." So that was when I got my job here at Serrano, my first year um, teaching, and um, and plus most of my friends from. San Diego, who, who I was rooming with, they moved up here because they got an education and all the jobs were up here at the time. And um, I moved up here and it gave me space, but I noticed there was, the, I still had a lot of pain from that. So anyways, so I, I went through my first semester of teaching and then I met <laughs> my, the second Mr. Wright, who I would be with for 15 years, his, uh, my ex-husband, you know, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and for the first time in my life at the time, um, I felt seen by him. He 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 liked who I was, Filipino wise. He 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 just loved he just loved the features. He loved that I spoke Spanish. Um, we we both liked doing similar similar things. But mm -hmm. I noticed there was one point. Um, well, it actually our relationship went by really fast. It was like we we met. He became my boyfriend two weeks later. He moved in a month later and he proposed to me three months later. Wow. It was just like whoosh. So, so we met in end of February of 07 and I was engaged um, in July of 07. Wow. Yeah. And I remember during that, it, it, it's funny. My, I wish I knew how to, um, I wish I had trusted myself more and um, was more in tune with myself. Because I, I remember I pulled back a bit and I was asking myself why, but I was afraid to confront those feelings and to go, okay, Roz, why are you feeling this way? And he saw me pull back and he said, I feel you're distant. Why? And instead of being compassionate, which, which should have, the me now would have been like, hello, red flag. Mm -hmm. Passionate, he gave me an ultimatum and said, if you're not going to be vulnerable with me, I don't think I can do this. And I'm going to give you three months to figure, the, to figure this out. And, wow. and then, so I, um, I basically said, okay, it may, maybe this is just me freaking out. Let me push it aside. Um, so, so over the course of our relationship at, at that, you know, he had a daughter, his daughter's, his, his ex-wife passed away. So we ended up getting her 
that brought on a new set of challenges, which also brought up other stuff for me. And mm -hmm. uh, so, which brought more tension in our relationship. Um, and instead, again, I didn't know how to navigate this. I thought I was doing the best I could. Mm -hmm. I, I was not going to therapy yet either, um, but I was in my counseling program. And I remember I was learning the the one-on-one the -on -one facilitation skills and group skills. And the, a main component of that was that they were all like, you need to use real stuff in your life, you know? Oh. And yeah, no, they did not. They didn't want fake scenarios. They wanted something real. So that, because they wanted- God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. And so <laughs> they, they wanted, they wanted to use real stuff. And that was my first time that I actually- started learning how to confront my feelings and, and mm -hmm. started, going, started being on being starting to learn to lean into the discomfort of, of negative feelings and, and all of that um so so you know I did that did the did the counseling program and that that sparked more more things in me as I discovered more going through that process and um well anyways with, with Mr. Wright there who who says who I remember him saying multiple times who's going to love you more um, <laughs> um, well, the distance between us grew even more apart. He felt I wasn't there for him in, in ways that wives should be. Um, and one day I remember I took my dog to the groomer and I got a massage and he said, oh, can I meet you at the park after you're done with taking your dog to the groomer? Sure. He had all my stuff. This was seven years into our relationship and six years into our marriage. He had my stuff packed in the car. And, 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 and he basically said, yeah, I, I want a divorce. And um, so, so I, I lived, I lived with, you know, with, with one of my friends for a couple of weeks, but within that time, I was always one that, you know what? No, no, we, we made a promise. I'm not going to, um, I don't want to give up on, on this relationship. So I remember going to the house and, you know, we ended up talking and he's like, yeah, we can work things out, but I, I want to date other people while we're working things out. <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah I and, and I oh, know no, you didn't <laughs> yeah I mean I know I'm being I'm being really really transparent here for your for your podcasters but I feel they need to see they need to hear how, yes. how far I went because I felt this this was my big fork in the road here I I, mm -hmm. I felt at this point everything that I told you up until here this is I needed this to really go into my growth. So I, I want mm -hmm. them to hear, they might be freaking out going, oh my God, she decided to stay. What's wrong with her? <laughs> I would do. I would there's, do. There's more of the story. Yeah. So um, so I, I finally found an apartment and, and the apartment wasn't too far from the house that we bought together. And um, so we we dated each other again while he did that. But to me, I was like, you know what? I, I got to win my husband back. I, I made a promise. And 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 he said I did everything wrong. Mm. <laughs> I would say, what did you do wrong? He, Blame he, game. Yeah, he he would never really he would never really pinpoint what he did wrong. It was really all on me. But I said, you know what? I'm going to go to therapy. Mm. And 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 I went I I I went I went to to this therapist for five years until she moved. Um, and I remember I told her the same thing. I'm like, well, I want to reconcile with my husband, but he wants to date. Her eyes went. She goes, okay, but she stopped herself. She did not give me advice and I thank her for it. She said, is this authentic to you? And I said, what? Is this authentic to you? And I'm like, what do you mean by that? She's all like, 
well, I could tell you what to do, but if this is what you want to do, you know what that what that entails. You know what what the con what the risks and consequences are. You know he's dating other people. Are you ready to to go through that to win your husband back? And I remember telling her, yeah, I need to go the distance. And 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 that was when I I never thought of it that way with each decision that I made. You know, and now that's mm-hmm. something go by. It's like, is it authentic to you? there is no right or wrong because at that point in my, when that had happened and I was like, no, but I feel I need to, you know, people were like Roz, <laughs> which, which, which I get, I, I totally get. But it was, for, it was the first time in my life that I'm like, yeah, I, I, I have to go the distance for me. I, I, I have. So your gut was telling you that you were tuning into what your gut was telling you. Yes. Yes, I was. Yes. And so so we did that. We ended up reconciling, and then we had a whole vow renewal, <laughs> which you were. Part yes, of. you did. Yes, you <laughs> you did. know, I did. And and for you listeners out there, if you're looking for someone to do a vow renewal or wedding or even a funeral, I'm a life cycle celebrant. So let me help you. Look me up if you want some help in that area. Go ahead, Roz. <laughs> had to put a little plug in there while we're at it. No, no problem. So we. This was in 2018. And then, um, well, we remained married. He had to go up north to work, you know, so I stayed down here because of my job. We want to see how that worked, whatever. And I'm, I'm just going to fast forward through some of this. And then, so last year we decided to buy a house um, and, you know, housing prices even now. And then, then if you want a good house, you're going to pay out at least 400 grand. And we had found a house that was 452 um, in Victorville. And um, I remember we had a talk. We walked around the neighborhood where we where I lived with him at one point. And he said, well, what if something happens with us? Um, are we going to pay for this house? And I'm all like, well, I'm confident nothing's going to happen between us. We've been through a lot. Um, so, so let's do it. I don't know. How do you feel? Warning, warning, warning. <laughs> Instead of speaking his truth, he he was all like, no, 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 I agree. You know, I'm, I'm sure we'll be fine. Well, when the house was finished, he could not move me fast enough into this house. <laughs> mm. You know, and then he he wanted to do the whole um, living apart thing. Like he goes, I want to keep the apartment that way. I have my space and then you have your space and then I'll just come and visit and go back home. And I'm just like... Well, you know, we made it this far, you know, I'm I'm going to do it. Well, that that happened last year and 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 the distance went like this and finally um I was all like you're really distant. Okay, really what's going on? And he said, "I I've been wanting to tell you this, but I didn't I don't want to hurt your feelings." I'm like, "Okay. That's already <laughs> that's already been happening, right?" Yeah, yeah. And then so, you know, I he and finally he he was honest with me and he said, "For the past 5 years if I'm honest with myself, I have not felt connected or bonded to you." Wow. And, yeah, so I um and and I remember him going, "Well, but we could still make it work." And I'm like, "I I this isn't the type of relationship I want to be in." Um Especially since you, since you had known that you had put so much time and energy into trying to make it work, you already knew that you were putting in the energy. It wasn't being reciprocated. Yes. Yes. So during that time, I mean, before we split up, I was still seeing my therapist regularly. 
talking about these things and she really was like she she would always say okay well how you're choosing to be in this situation how are you going to manage it you are choosing and is it authentic to you I still remember she would constantly work that into my brain and then I would always ask myself Ross is this what you want to do is this what you're choosing to do because if you're choosing to do it you can't blame anyone else and and you're going to have to you know follow through with your decision mm-hmm. and um which I did and then so anyways we ended up we ended up separating and um I decided that I was going to cocoon I cocooned in this house <laughs> you know grieved it um you know in a way that I've never grieved before and I remember friends <laughs> some friends of mine they like to go so are you going to start dating already I'm like oh no. my gosh <laughs> I've only been divorced like a second no <laughs> So, so, so I, I remember I, I would just at work, you know what? I took that energy, put a lot of energy into that work. Work was um, a safe place for me. It was a nice, a good distraction. I, I still taught my group fitness classes. Um, and um, I, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just felt what I felt and, and I, I just let my feelings flow. I, and um, I remember protecting myself too. I, I remember protecting myself in a way that, you know what, I'm not going to look at social media or shows that'll trigger my process mm-hmm. and make me feel like I should be this way, or I should do this with my grief. I, 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 I owned my grief. Um, and even with friends, because I knew there were certain friends that sometimes they may not have processed their own pain in the same way that I don't want them feeding stuff into my head because they're, mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to do this my way. Well, and and Roz, I think a valid point to bring up is where you had mentioned earlier in this interview that with that first Mr. Wright, you did not grieve the loss of that relationship because you did not realize that's what you had to do. And here you are several years later, you're now recognizing this is grief. This is loss. And I have to deal with this. So you had come a long way, actually, in that in that way of thinking. Yeah, I, I did. And, and I reflected a lot on um, what, what I could have done better, you know, my mistakes that, that damaged the marriage. Cause yes, mm-hmm. I'm, he may not have admitted it, but I, but I, I know what I did wrong too. I did damage in that relationship. And, um, and so I reflected a lot on that. And then I got a new therapist and it was funny again, how God works in mysterious ways. Her wheelhouse was um, anxious attachment and, um, you know, healing, healing relationship wounds, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember talking to her about, about this and said, and then, and, and then talking and then telling, telling her, you know what, next one, if, if there is a next relationship, I don't want this. And so I remember she had me make a list. She said, you need to go to a coffee place and make a list of, um, of what you want in a, in a person, like what you want and what are deal breakers. And she had me do mm. So this is what, that's what she had me do. And then she goes, once you make your list, you're going to sit on the opposite end of, of the coffee place. And then you're going to be in the shoes of that person and, 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 and think about what they would want in a person. Wow. And yes. Yeah. She had me do that. And then, and then she says, and after you're done doing that, you're going to look at your list and you're going to look at the, the list that this person may want. And you're going to see, are there things that you need to improve upon? So you become that person that you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and I, I was reading through all of it and I'm all like, okay, a lot of them align. There, there, there are some things I do need to work on. Um, so I, I just continued. I, I, I remember just, just being myself and going, you know what? I started owning who I, who, who I am, because I, honestly, I, I, I really felt like a failure when, when my, when my marriage ended, mm -hmm. I put, I, I put in a lot of work and, um, but that was when I realized I'm not in control. It was, it, it was either, I was at a fork where it was an opportunity for me to, to either grow, grow and learn and, 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 and live my best life or in your words, my best dash Yes. That, or, or wallow and, and be, what was me? Um, so I chose have, you have know, a major pity party and, and pitch a tit. Yes, exactly. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to grieve. I'm going to learn. I'm going to own who I am. Um, and if people, if I'm not their people's cup of tea, that's, that's okay. Cause not everyone's mm -hmm. my either. Um, my people, which is another big step for you because you're now become, you're working into not trying to be like everybody else or fitting in correct yes yes because it took out so much of my energy trying to meet everyone's expectations you know and especially the it was really hard for me to tell um some people hey I'm divorced because some of them had had been at my wedding you know and I mm -hmm. it was hard telling announcing that to people um because I don't want them judging me um but then the more the more I processed I was like you know what stuff happens um <laughs> you know that's just life I again I get mm -hmm. to choose. so so I met up with a different friend I had told her what happened and, and this friend she tends to be um she's very protective of herself and rightfully so but and she hadn't dated in years and finally she was all like oh you know what guess what I started dating and I'm like oh what side are you on I'm on Bumble oh how is it she goes it's not too bad you know I'm just I'm just kind of trying to be myself and, and do all this and then I remember going, am I, am I ready to start dating? Is, but I'm like, I haven't been in the game for like 15 years. This is weird. I'm in my <laughs> mid forties, you know? And then I, I keep seeing TikToks and memes on Instagram about how bad it is to date in your forties. Like I, I even saw a meme that said dating in your forties is like finding <laughs> the, the least, the the least stinkiest thing in there I, I know something like that <laughs> you know the least dirtiest and stinkiest thing at the thrift store I'm like great I'm like but then I was like god this is where I'm at I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna enjoy it so I I so I made a profile on Bumble and I was I remember talking to one of my other friends and I'm like I'm nervous I don't know but I feel this is this was the next step in my journey not so much to find someone but kind of like just put myself out there um, practice talking to other people that were not my husband, you know, mm, what I mean? yes. you know, and, and just, and then, and then my friend said, I remember her going, oh yeah, you're just making new friends. And I'm all like, yeah, that's a good way of putting on just making new friends. Why, why not? You know, I, I, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm pretty friendly and what, you know, so mm -hmm. let me, let me meet new friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I remember when I, when I, I found my ex-husband actually on match.com back in 2007, and I, I had been online for about a year and a half before, you know, before, and I, it, it, it did not go well. So I'm going, shoot, if it did not go well for me, then imagine now my forties, even better. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not going to go, it's not going to go well, but I'm all like, screw it. I'm just going to be me. 
And yes, I do not, I do not know how to flirt. I do not, I, 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 I was never a flirt. So I'm just going to be me. They like me cool. They don't, whatever. Um, so I ended up <laughs> two, <laughs> two weeks in, I ended up meeting one guy. We, we clicked, but, um, but logistically that didn't work out, but you know, but people were all like, I, but I remember hearing, you know what, you just don't want to talk to one person. You're just dating. So you want to talk to, to different people. You're so getting I, friends. Yes, I'm meeting friends. So I'm all like, you know what, that friend didn't work out. It, not that I really, you know, so, so let me try this person. So, so I remember trying this person and I'm all like, because part of my criteria is I was swiping. Because again, I was like, what do I look for when I swipe? I can't just go by looks, you know? Mm -hmm. At the same time, realistically, you got to be somewhat attractive, attractive to the person you're getting to be friends with, I guess, um, in that way, I guess. And so I, every time I would scroll, I would be like, okay, realistically, could I possibly be, do I find them attractive enough, attractive enough to get to know them, mm -hmm. you know? And then so, so there was one guy named Michael <laughs> who, who I was just like, okay, okay. He, he looks cool. He looks like a nice guy. Why not? Well, he likes to cook. So the first question I asked was on, on the, on the site was because you could communicate, I guess, text through site was what you like to cook. And the conversation just went from there. And I was just myself. Mm -hmm. And he asked me what I did. And I told him I was a counselor, just described, you know, peer helpers described what I did. And he was like, oh, that's so impressive. I like that you're intelligent, basically. And I'm all, this is, this is, I'm like, I'm like okay. He wasn't, in, he wasn't intimidated by that. No, no, no. Yeah. And so we, um, so anyways, two days later, he's all, you know, he asked me out on, on, on a date where he was going to cook for me. And I was like, okay, I don't know how this is going to be, but let's, let's do it. He, he has a shop up in Crestline. So I, I drove up there, met him there. And I remember he was so awkward. I'm all like, he looked at me like a deer in headlights and I'm like, oh God, great. This, <laughs> this is gonna be, but I had an open mind. I'm like, Roz, he's, he's awkward right now. It's just dinner. Just, just be yourself. Have an open mind. Just have fun. Mm -hmm. Well, long story short, this was around new year's new year's yeah new year's of 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 22 we've been we've been together ever since and it's it's been great and he accepts me for for who i am and well so far <laughs> yes. you know, you know and, and 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 vice versa and i i haven't felt like i how do i say this i i really feel now i'm finally living my best life like every wow. time every time i go visit him up there I, just driving through Crestline, through Lake Arrowhead, I see the, you know, from all the rain and the snow, the the flowers, and just, I, I can feel God's energy there, because there's so much nature. Mm -hmm. um, I'm all like, how blessed am I to be able to come up here and, and have a person who, who, who really loves me, you know, really loves me for me, and, and, and all that I've been through, in, in a very authentic way. I, I feel like I don't have to pretend pretend anymore I mean even even the parts you know that that I push down I don't know this is going to sound wrong but it it's it's my truth right I, know I, I push down that Filipino part I'm going to own that I'm going to own that but it, it it has made me who I am but at the same time I'm learning now in my life more about my culture and what that looks right. like now after I've I've come into my own and not, not being embarrassed by it. Yes. I'm both American and Filipino. And yes, I grew up around different cultures and all these cultures have made me, you know, 
you know, who I am. And um, I feel I don't got to pretend anymore. And I, I, I haven't felt more, more free. Well, and, and I think one of the things that I know that you had had told me is through before even getting on Bumble and you working with a therapist is that you were learning to love yourself mm -hmm. and you realized you would not be able to love somebody else if you didn't start loving you. Mm -hmm. And that's what you felt like before you even got into really thinking about creating another relationship with another person, you had to be right with who you were. And I could tell just by you sharing that information with me, your posture, your the way that you talked about it, I, I could see loads of growth in you because of taking the lessons from your past and bringing those forward and realizing I can't move forward unless I deal with all of this from my past. And I know you said it was scary and it, and it wasn't fun, but you knew I can't take this into the next relationship because it's going to end up just like this one. And for that, I mean, major kudos to you, because I do think in our society, because it is so fast moving that it's, and everything is so instant, you know, microwave ovens, drive through, you know, our attention span now is like 2.5 seconds and it's shorter than what a chicken's attention span is. And I think people look at relationships like that also. Oh, this one finished. I've got to find another one. Well, what created the problems in the last relationship? You need to know that before you move on to something else. And that's where I, I really admire and respect what you have done, because I know during that hiatus uh, with you and Kevin, where you really, you, you felt in your heart that you had done everything, but I think the difference was you didn't realize you had to deal with things from your past in order to have a future. And, and you know what, Patty, you hit the nail on the head. Um, I'm really glad I did go the distance with him. And that I forced, not not forced, I allowed, that's I allowed, that's a better word. I allowed myself to be in my feelings, reflect, um, and really ask myself, you know, are are you a failure? And, and then I said, No, I'm not a failure. I did all I could. I can't force someone to love me. I can't force someone to want to be with me. Um, and that's also where I where I learned, you know, how to let go. Um, mm -hmm. you know, um, it was painful, but but like what you said, I don't think I could be with Michael in the way that I that I authentically am now if I didn't do all of that. I I think if I didn't go go the distance in my marriage, I couldn't be with Michael. I would still be hung up on my on my ex-husband going right. You know, what if I did this? What if I did that? What if I did this? What I have, I mean, I have been checking myself the past six months since being with Michael going am I not, there's nothing, there, there is no static there from, from that. I've made, um, I've made peace. I'm not even, and to be honest with you, Patty, I thought I'd be mad at Kevin. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I, um, and, and see, that's part of your healing process because you know, if you have hatred from your past mm -hmm. or unforgiven or unresolved issues in mm -hmm. your past, you bring those into your future. No, absolutely. No, I, I, you know what? I, I honestly, I, I wish him the best. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm sad it didn't work out. That was 15 sure. years. 
Sure. I'm sad, but then at the same time, I'm I'm grateful for the lessons that that relationship taught me. Um, and I I know I was thinking about this the other day. If I told my 20 year old self, you won't you won't find the relationship you want to your 44. I'm like, what the, you know, uh-huh. but honestly, looking back, I think I, I, when, of course, when we're in our stuff, when I'm in my stuff, I'm going to speak for myself. When I was in my stuff, I, I didn't, I'm like, oh, can this just pass? But now that I'm on this end, I'm, I'm glad I did. Cause it, it, it has made me the person who I am, which also goes into what I do for a living with, um, as a counselor and working with our peer helpers, or more, most, more people will, te- will know them as peer counselors. Like when I have students coming in crying about, you know, teen issues, particularly relationships, you know, there are, some kids will ask me, what do I do? And, and I tell them, well, what, what do you want to do? What feels right for you right now? You're learning. Well, what mm-hmm. if I go back and feel stupid? It, it's part of your learning process. I'm, I, I'm trying to be that person. I'm, I'm trying, my, trying my best to be that person that I needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, for, yes. for these kids and not, not only, not only for these kids, but also, um, up and coming educators as well. You know, um, I know I wouldn't be here if, if it weren't for people like, you know, people like you, you know, mm-hmm. as far as my career and, and, and which leads into, that's what I'm passionate about. I, I want people to be their authentic selves so they can live their best lives because authentic looks different for everyone. There is no, sure. What I've learned is there is no should have, could have, would have, but, you know, on this journey, and I'm sure I'm going to learn more, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I I remember seeing, you know, some, some elderly couples, some elderly people, you know, they've seen stuff in their lives and you see some who are, who are really bitter and you see some who are super happy. I remember Mm -hmm. meeting this one guy, he, he was from World War II. I mean, imagine what he saw, what he, and he was just happy as can be with positive energy. And I remember, I remember thinking, how is he so positive and so happy after all he's seen and all he's experienced? He's choosing. And I remember going, how do I, how do I get to that place where I can choose that? Even though I've, I've seen or seen things that may be traumatic or experienced things that might be traumatic. And, um, and, and, and yeah, and, and that's what I'm passionate about is, is helping young people, you know, young adults, Mm -hmm. you know, Having them see that, that yes, you are going to have challenges. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. It's not going to be easy, but, but how are you going to handle that so that you can live your best life instead of being, oh, woe is me. My life sucks. Well, what, from what I've learned, I, my life will only suck if I allow it to suck. You Amen. Know? Yes. Uh, for our audience, would you please describe to them what uh, peer counselors are or what it is about? Um, yes, um, peer counselors are basically um, basically teenagers, you know, students at school who learn one-on-one facilitation and group facilitation skills. So basically, um, they learn how to help people come to their own, find solutions to their own problems without giving advice. So they ask open-ended questions so that the person is able to allow, um, so that it allows the person to process their own feelings and confront them that they can come to a better place with it. And part of their training is that they practice on each other the same way I did mm-hmm. my counseling program mm-hmm. on each other. And, and we encourage them to go to those uncomfortable places so that when they're ready to, to be the person 
So, so that when they're ready to, to facilitate a one-on-one -on -one or group, they're able to ask those difficult questions because part of, part of that whole process is that if they did not go to that uncomfortable place, how are they supposed to ask the difficult questions for that person in front of them to process? They're not going to mm -hmm. ask it. They're going to avoid it because they haven't gone there, gone there themselves. Um, so, so that's what a peer counselor is, because usually, and, mm -hmm. and, it, and isn't it something to think that um, when you were a teenager, that was not an option for you. But if it was, do you believe you would have used that resource? Um, yes, I would. Yeah, I would have. And do do most do most high schools now have peer counseling programs or is it a rarity that a school that a high school would have that um from what I know it's it's becoming more rare um I know Apple Valley High School in Granite has it um I believe Hesperia had it because my friend taught it but they don't they don't run it the same way as we do at at, at, right. at Apple Valley Unified so 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 people that are listening that may have teenagers right now what it, what would be your words of advice or words of wisdom that if they know that their teenager is is struggling, who who should they who should their their children go to seek out or to, or talk to? What's your what is your advice? Well, my my advice is this: first, as as a parent, um, I know it's difficult because you don't want to see your 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 child suffering from pain, but validate their experience first as a parent, mm -hmm. um, no matter what that is, no matter what they, even if they did something wrong, you, you know, um, <sighs> validate that experience so that they're comfortable opening up to you. And then um, number two, honestly, they can go to their school counselor if they feel, you know, or, or school, if they feel comfortable, school administrator, even a teacher, because there's lots of resources. Um, if, of course, only if you're, if your child is open to seeking help. Because mm -hmm. um, sometimes if they're not ready, then that's when as a parent, red flag is go, why are they not ready? Mm -hmm. what, what, are, what are they afraid of? And that's the thing is comforting them, in a, comforting and validating them in a way that they're comfortable telling you why they're scared to confront these feelings. Because mm -hmm. um, teens can be very complex. And they're trying to understand their, their feelings. They don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to disappoint the adults in their lives. And um, from, my, from what I've seen as a counselor, they're, they're, they're scared. They're scared mm -hmm. sometimes to go to their parents of, of fear of not being understood, not being mm -hmm. heard, um, being scared. And, but if you can do that first, I feel it, it'll really, really help them go, okay, now now I'm ready to, to be honest with my feelings. I, I, now, I'm, now can I get the help? Because I see some kids when I say, hey, can I refer you? Nope, nope, um, which is one of the reasons why we have a mental health clinician on site. Mm. Some of them don't feel comfortable going to their parents. That way we can just refer to our clinician on site. Mm -hmm. And do, do you think that um, because of your journey, your life's journey and the experiences that you have, make you a stronger and wiser and better high school, high school counselor? I hope so. I, I, you know, I, 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 you know what? I say, yes, I say, yes. I, but at the same time, I'll be honest. I'm not everyone's cup of tea mm -hmm. because I, I am direct. I don't like to enable or coddle. Mm -hmm. and, and I know in society, they, I'm not, 
I'm not, I'm not saying everybody, but some people think counselors are there to help, to hug and go, oh, baby, everything's okay. And, and I feel that is not my role. My You're role, not an enabler. Yes. I'm not going to coddle them. I'm, I am going to validate their experience, make them feel as comfortable and let them know it's okay to feel what they're feeling, but I'm not going to fix it for them. I'm going to take up space. They need, them. They need to own it. Yes. They need to own it. And I'll, I'll take up space with them as they go on this difficult journey, because I know in the long run, they need to go through that so that they can live their best life and know how to manage challenges as an adult. So some, 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 some people, I've noticed they, they tend to not like that, but again, that's one thing I'm, I'm working on now as, as a counselor is being more authentic in that space and not worrying so much about, am I being too direct? Am I being because I've, I've, I've asked feedback to, you know, from my colleagues who have heard me and I said, am I being direct? No, even when you're direct, you're as gentle as you can possibly be. But I don't know how that, how people interpret that. People have different interpretations depending on where they are with, 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 with their own personal growth. If Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so going back to you on a personal basis, for those people that are listening today, what would be your words of wisdom that you would give to them if they, you know, that, that the choices that they have made throughout their life maybe have not been the wisest or that they have tried to be like somebody else? Uh, what, what, what are your words of advice of who they should seek out? Because I know, you know, as a teenager, there are there are resources that are immediate right there on campus for them. That isn't always the case for, for adults. So you, you, you went out and you searched out the therapist, the counselor, you knew that you needed that. Mm -hmm. Those people that are adults, what, what, it, what is your advice for what is the first steps that they, that they should take? I know realization is the first thing that you need help. I know that's the first thing right there. You need to, you need to know that. But once you've made that realization and you don't want to keep making the same mistakes over and over again, what do you do next? What, what is your suggestion for where they go or what they should do next? Um, of course, if they have insurance, go through, go through their insurance and see what, you know, what's included in there. Um, if that isn't available, um, there's always, um, you can always look online. Honestly, online, there, there's so many <laughs> that I've seen. There's so many therapists that, that do telehealth. You'll have to pay cash, but just type in, you know, online therapist and they will take, a, they'll have you do a quiz, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then you can meet a therapist that way. Um, I know when I was going through my divorce, when I, I, I did divorce group, there's a group, there's, there's a place called Circles, Circles Up or something like that. And it's a, it's about $80 a month, you know, it's a little pricey, but for with that one, you, they have different groups, not just with divorce, but different support mm -hmm. that you meet every week. But on top of that, they also have um, like little mini groups that you can just go in and be with, and be with people who are going through the same thing. And it's, it's more informal, but at least you, you have a place where you can vent, where you can, you know, feel validated in your experience. Cause these people are going through the exact same thing as, as, you know, as you are. So, you know, do that. Um, awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and, I, and I know just from myself, if I, if I get too frustrated and I, and you know, this from when I was teaching, there would be either a kid or their parent, or there was some administrative or some political 
policy that was coming through and and I would come into your office and all I needed was to just vent. I wasn't looking for answers. I wasn't looking for suggestions. I just needed to vent. And it seemed like, you know, uh, like a pressure cooker. Once I had done that, then through my, then through me expressing this frustration with you or Cease, I would all of a sudden start thinking of possible outcomes or ways to solve the situation on my own, which I know is just like what the peer counselors are doing. But my point is, as an adult, sometimes finding that trusted person that maybe all you just need to do is just talk to them and let them know, I'm not looking for any answers. I don't, I, I just need to talk. I just need to express this. And sometimes I know for me, many times, once I expressed it, then I could move on or I revealed an, my own answer. I mean, it, it, that, that that's important to find that person. No, absolutely. That, that, yeah. They absolutely. validate you in his respect, correct? No, absolutely. Um, yeah, what I honestly, when I was going through my stuff, all, all different eras of my stuff, <laughs> I always I always went to my friends who I knew could just take up space for me. I didn't mm -hmm. want advice. I just wanted them to go to just hear me out, not give me advice. And I remember one of my friends um, when I was the first time that my ex-husband and I split up, she said, Roz, I trust you. I trust your decision. I'm just here to listen. And that really meant a lot, um, you know, and yeah, my husband and I ended up not getting back together. I mean, we ended up breaking up eventually, but even then she's all, Roz, I trust you. You need to trust yourself. You, you had to go that, go through that for a reason. And, and, and just having that support, knowing that you have friends who can um, back you up and support you, no matter what decisions you make, even though it might sound crazy at the moment, like, like mine, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, no. it, really, it really does um, make a difference when you have a safe place or, or safe places to, to go to. Yeah, excellent. Okay, there's a couple of questions that I ask all of my my podcast guests. So let's get into uh, uh, some of those. What would you say is the best piece of advice that anyone has ever given you? Gosh, the best piece of advice. Oh, man, honestly, going back to my therapist, um, you're making this basically, is this decision authentic to you? Honest, yeah, that has been my guiding, I guess, my, my, my guiding question with everything that I do. Roz, I always ask myself, no matter what anyone says, is this authentic to you? Are you willing to go, to go through with, with this decision? Is this what you want? That makes me stop and really think about, is this what I want? And it, and it quiets out all the other noise from mm -hmm. my- And it puts it totally on you, not you making excuses or blaming it on, or throwing the blame on somebody else. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and we tend to do that, don't we? Where, it, it, you know, well, I couldn't do it because of them or because of that or whatever. We point the finger at everybody else and not towards ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, what, and what's true for us. No, mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's valuable because you're using that same, that same advice with your students. Yes, yes, yes. Because I, I, because I know they're going to continue to grow. But if I can plant that seed with them, imagine what how their adult, how their lives will be as twenty year olds, as yeah, 30, as forty, they would be they'll probably be further along in their growth than 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 I am. 
Um, you know, not that I'm, I'm happy with my growth, but I'm, that's what I want. I, I want for others to be able to go, I'm, I'm owning my stuff. This is what mm-hmm. I want. This is who I am. You know, this is aligned mm-hmm. with me. And it's a way of paying it forward. Yes, absolutely. I, I, honestly, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I just, I want to make it easier on, on them, mm-hmm. you know, than what yes. I Yes, that's excellent. Now, usually I'm asking, I ask people, you know, did, did you have people that yuck your wow? And you, you have, you have said, yes, there were people that were yucking your wow. But the thing that I want to point out, even though you had people, family and friends that were yucking your wow along your life's journey, the reason that I wanted you to be a guest on this podcast is to show people you didn't let it stop you from achieving what you wanted professionally and personally. And I'm sure you see that all the time with kids. It just takes one negative remark from somebody and that's like, well, then forget that. We, if, you truly, if, you, if it is truly something that you want, you don't let those yucks stop you. No, 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 definitely. And um, to me, what from what I've learned, when I've allowed that, that's when regrets sinks in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's when I start regretting. Oh, how come I did this? Or how come I didn't do that? Or no, I don't regret um, going the distance with my ex. I don't. I don't. I learned. I learned so much, and I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't do that, because that was my that was my my decision. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it makes a difference. It it totally makes a difference. And 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 even now, even now, if people yuck my wow and I might go, well, they might have a point. I'm gonna stop myself again and go, is this your authentic self? Is is this authentic to you? And um and let's say I make a decision and it doesn't work out. Hey, at least now I know and I can I can live with that. You mm-hmm. know, if anything, maybe it was it was a lesson for me to learn, you know what right. I mean. It was an opportunity for growth, you know, and, and Hey, that's how I want to think of things. You know what I mean? There's always an opportunity, all these challenges that I've had, I've I've always grown. I've I've always found something, a a growth piece to it. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that is another purpose of this podcast is to show people that even when the crap happens, What's the lesson that you can learn from it and grow from it and then move forward? No, absolutely. And of course, you know, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, in, in validating our experiences and saying, yeah, it sucks. You know, you know, you don't need to be, cause I know there's a whole thing about toxic positivity. Yeah. When the feeling sucks, I let myself feel those feelings. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. downplay and let me be happy the next day. No, you know, no, I, I let myself be in that place. But then once I, I, I processed and, and I guess emotionally poo-pooed it out, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? yes, yes. <laughs> poo-pooed it out, then I can go, okay, you know, what could have been different? You know, what could I have learned? Or maybe sometimes I just, I process it and I go about my day and something happens that relates to that. And I'm all like, Oh, now Now I'm able to see the light when it, when the light presents itself too, you know, I'm I'm just Mm -hmm. in a better place to, to accept. I mean, to, to see, to gain the wisdom from that experience or quote unquote bad decision. Yeah. Right. Right. So what would you say um, uh, personally, what is your passion? What are you passionate about? 
Oh gosh. Um, I am, I am passionate about helping others, um, live, live their lives authentically and whatever that looks like to them. And would you say that that's also part of your purpose? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And do you find that, that, that not just goes in your professional life, but in your personal life as well? Yes. Yes, definitely. Yes. It goes both ways <laughs> because it, the two intertwine. I, if anything, this is what I've discovered. Anytime I've tried to do things and it's not authentic to me, that's when I get that icky feeling and I don't feel confident. I feel, I feel, I question myself. I don't trust myself. But then when I make an, a decision or do something that's authentic to me, I don't feel those feelings. Mm -hmm. And I just feel better about it. And it's less draining too on my, it's just less draining. It's, it's less draining. It's less work, honestly, to be my authentic self than trying to be what I guess the world society yes. expects me to be or, or make a decision that I should make. Yeah. That's a great point. That's really cool. Um, so what would you say is your superpower? My superpower? Oh, you know what? I would have to say my, my resiliency. Mm. I have been, yeah, I have been through a lot and um, I always tend to bounce back. I mean, the bounce might look different each time, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, but I, I always end up bouncing back. I, I, I have never let anything, I have, I have never allowed anything to keep me, to keep me down and, and whatever moving on looks, looks like I, I, I try to make the most of it. I, I try my best to make the most of it. Yeah. You actually don't try. You do it. You yeah. do it. Well, thank you, Patty. Thank you. I, I see. I see you and I hear you and I see you doing it. You don't try. You do it because you know it's what's best for you and those people around you. And that's very admirable. So, Roz, I mean, how would you say ultimately you you are living your best dash? How are you doing that? Oh my gosh. How am I living my best dash? Oh mm -hmm. my God. Just now, um, going with, going with the flow, going, you know, going about my daily, not stressing about it. I mean, of course I'm still a planner, you know, there's that, of that course. In me. but just going with the flow and being grateful for what I do have, you know, um, I'm, 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 I'm really blessed I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed. Yeah. I, I lost, I lost my, my partner 15 years, you know, to divorce fine, but I, but that had to happen to create space for something better. Mm -hmm. I, I, that aligns again to my authentic self. I know I keep saying the word authentic throughout this podcast, but, you know, but, you know, but that's what, that's what you're, that, that's, is, that's you, that's your story. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, just, that's how I'm living my best dash. Just living life on my terms, I guess, now, instead of thinking about what others might think. Because at the end well, of the, the day, it's my life that I'm living. No one else is living it for me. <laughs> yeah. And, and if I can also share what, what I have discovered from watching you is that you take advantage of opportunities when they come up. You, you don't hem and haw. Think, uh, and that's part of living your best dash also is going for it. And you, that is, that, that describes you of, what, of how you have been over this past year, you know, even though it was tough. And, and when you, when I say you go for it, 
for those opportunities, that's just not always in a happy-go-lucky way. You went for the opportunity to help yourself, help yourself survive. You're, you're taking, instead of just sitting back and moping, you're, you're taking advantage of that. And that's part of living your best dash is taking those opportunities and going for it. And that's what you continue to do. And that is very admirable, my friend. Well, thank you. Thank you, Patty. You always, you always tend to notice these things that I don't notice. So thank you for that. <laughs> yep. And you said, you said a good, you, you said a, a wonderful example, not just for your students, but for your family and friends that are around you and people that observe you and how you live your life and how you present yourself. And uh, it, it's just, it, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be your friend and call you friend. Well, thank you. Same, same here with you. <laughs> so are there any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you would like to share with our audience? Um, final words or thoughts or wisdom. You know what? I know everyone says this, just do you. Just do you. And with that, I think that, that you can't be any more authentic to yourself then with that statement right there, you just do, do you. And I think that that is absolutely wonderful. Well, thank you so very much, Roz, for being my guest today. Uh, your story, as I keep saying, is inspirational. And it just makes me so happy that you have grown and discovered your authentic self. I know you also have inspired our audience and countless students that you get to work with every single day. And you help people on a daily basis to rediscover their passion and purpose for living their best dash. So thank you very much for that, Roz. Well, thank you for having me, Patty. I'm honored to be um, to be asked as one of your guests here today. <laughs> it's been awesome. Hey, and then for all of you out there that are listening, I want you to remember to subscribe. I think also the button says follow. It depends on which podcast you're hearing this on, which uh, format you're listening. Some say, you know, to subscribe, others say follow. But whatever it says, I would love for you to subscribe and follow this podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and invite your family and friends to also subscribe and follow uh, to it as well. Uh, we have marvelous guests coming up. And if any of you that are listening out there, if you would like to share your story about rediscovering your passion and purpose and how you are living your best dash, I would love for you to get in touch with me and you can find me on my website at www.pathwayswithpatty.com. And uh, as you already know, you have found this podcast and uh, if you were enjoying it, and I'm sure that you must be, go ahead and hit that five-star rating. And then if you could write a review, that would be even better. I would really appreciate it. That would be so awesome. So see me also uh, on social media. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and I'm getting into the world of TikTok and LinkedIn. I'm really getting with it now. Aren't you impressed, Roz? I am. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, if you'd like to Zoom with me and for a, a free 30-minute chat, go to my website and you can sign up for that. And you can get some more information that will help you out to uh, being on your pathway to a new beginning. So until we meet again, continue to live your best dash and know that life's an adventure and I want you to enjoy the journey because your life matters. Thank you for joining us today and God bless you all.